Welcome to the Minute Church Podcast. Today we're continuing our series called The Vow. Today's sermon is entitled Partnership. We're going to learn that marriage is a covenant, not a contract. So sit back, relax, enjoy the podcast starting right now. Man, you guys excited about today? We're going to be continuing our series, The Vow, The Vow. And so, man, who in here has that lovey-dovey person? <laughs> Either you're already married or you're already, maybe wedding bells are in your future. Dearly beloved, we're gathered here today. And I'm just hiding a minute, man, 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 we got to get your stuff together. <laughs> but hey, we can do it right now, in the moment. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Christina, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I love you guys. Um, but man, dating, dating somebody, man, it's amazing. I remember the, the dates that I've been on, and you know, throughout this series, I've shared some of those dating moments and, and the good, some good moments and some awful moments where I was chasing after the wrong one, and, and she used me and abused me, and my priorities wasn't right. And anyway, 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 that's a long story short. But, but today, we're going to be talking about the vow of partnership, the vow of partnership. And marrying someone is great. It's, it's awesome. And, and, and it's somebody that you can, uh, can attach to. And it begins that partnership and uniting together in marriage. I mean, it's great. That partnership that we have. And, and I've told you guys that, that Tasha you know, backs me up where I'm lacking. She's usually the one that's boosting me up in and, and the areas that I lack in. And it's great. And, so, and, and I always tell people that I always wanted to marry somebody that was kind of opposite of me. <laughs> Because I've been in healthcare and emergency services for April will be 18 years. And, and I was like, man, I just don't want to date anybody in that field because it just causes problems. And I want something else to talk about. You know, I don't want to go home and talk about all these calls and stuff. I want to talk about something else. And now I have to talk about jewelry and stuff I don't know nothing I'm talking about. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She's like, let me tell you what she did to me, y'all. My partner in crime here. But she decided that she wanted to sell jewelry. So you know what she did? She eliminated all my Valentines and Christmas gifts because now I can't buy her no jewelry. <laughs> she, she's said, But anyway, 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 I tried to find somebody that was opposite of me. Somebody that was opposite. Now, if you marry somebody that's similar to you, that's okay, it's okay. But, but they say opposites attract. Opposites attract. Now, I think sometimes in, in my marriage that the opposites tried to attack me because uh, she's like, man, you're not doing it the way I want you to do it. So I just got a case of the OCDs and, and the ADDs and the BBBs and all them acronyms put together. Because her OCD with my ADD, just sometimes we clash. And, and sometimes it made it challenging. But again, where she lacks and where I lack, we build each other up. But I want to tell you something, whether you're in a relationship or you're in marriage and, and maybe you haven't found that certain one, and when it comes time, I want you to remember to always have fun. Always have fun. You couples that, that you know, as I know Abby and Fernando went out on a date last night because they on Facebook, and that's real cool. Have fun. Always date your spouse. Always take them out. Always uh, be, that, be that perfect, I mean, not perfect, but maybe be that, that person that's always trying to do the next adventure. Because it's ne- easy now. Easy. I'm already sweating. <laughs> but, but but marriage is supposed to be fun and funny. Now, I'll tell you what, what, what I like to do is I like to have constant fun. And sometimes my constant fun don't match with Tasha's non-constant fun. And, and so she gets upset at me. She gets mad at me. She why why are you all time not serious? And she'll be like, you know, people all the time is like, hey, what's it like being married to Michael? I say, anybody that knows me, I like to have fun. I like to have a good time. Been on vacation with me. You definitely know this information. 
Stacy here? <laughs> but listen, we like to have fun, and then they told her that, that it takes a special person to be bearing to Michael. But Michael has what they call a switch that he can turn on and off that fun. He knows when it's time to be serious and when it's time to have a little fun time. But I like to have fun. She's organized, and a lot of times she likes to pre-prepare things, and, and she likes to go on vacation, and so do I, but she packs. We'll be gone for three days. She packs for 14, and I'm like, Tasha, they got a washer and dryer at the place we're going. I don't care. we got to be prepared. Got to be prepared. <laughs> Sometimes people want to think that marriage and relationships are a bed of roses, and those that are in relationships and marriage knows that it takes a lot of hard work. It takes a lot of conversations that we may or may not want to have from time to time. I know that we've had to have conversations that we necessarily don't want to have with our significant others, but have those conversations because it's necessary to see where you guys are. Now, don't go in there and start an argument. And if you go in there and start an argument, just like in the name of Jesus, <laughs> John 3, 16 said, forgotten, and that conversations will change. They'll be like, whoa, who, whoa, 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 whoa. who brought Jesus in this? <laughs> But see, Satan's gold is when we unite together in marriage. Satan's gold is to divide us. Satan's gold is to divide us. That's why he tries to get up under our significant other's skin. Sometimes we bring it on ourselves. But, but we try to get in there because he knows if he can get a foothold into our households, he has power over us. But see, God wants us to use our different strengths our, our, excuse me, God wants to use our differences to strengthen us. So our differences, so we know me and Tasha have some differences and, and, and there's differences that can draw us close together because, again, where she's lacking in areas and where I'm lacking in areas, we can build each other up. So over the last two weeks, we've talked about in uh, week one, I promised that God will be my first priority and my spouse will be my second it was vow number one that we took. Now, if you're in a relationship or you're not married yet, uh, you can say, I promise that God will be my first priority as he's preparing me for my number two. And last week we talked about pursuit. And vow number two was, I promise I will always pursue my number two. Always chase after them. Always fight for them. Always work for them. And today we're going to go in just a little bit deeper with this vow series. And it's the vow of partnership. And it says, vow number three, I promise our marriage will not or will be about we and not about me. I promise our marriage will be about we and not about me. Now, I'll be honest with you guys again, and you've heard stories that I've shared with you guys. It took me a long time to understand this concept, and so, and it's an ongoing process. And so sometimes we want to take the easy way out and say, well, I like to do it this way. And I like it to be done that way. And, and I want my towels folded from corner to corner and folded like this. And there's like 10 different ways to fold towels I've learned. And, and this way works best. And if you don't fold it this way, then it don't pull it right. There's a certain way to fold towels, guys. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> this is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife. And they become one flesh, Genesis 2.24. Not for folding towels, but, but, but <laughs> we want to unite together. We want to unite together with our spouse, our significant other. We want to unite together to have this bonding force that we can come together and nothing can divide against us. Because where we lack, the other one can bring us together and bring us up. Whew. Unity and, and coming, it means coming together and joining as one. 
And I love doing weddings, and I got a couple coming up in April, and I cannot wait. I'm excited about them. I'm pumped up. I don't know what I was thinking doing two back-to-back, but it's going to be fun. I'm excited about them because we get to see relationships being tied together that they've worked on through dating and had their ups and downs, and now they're coming together to unite together in front of their friends and family and God and becoming one flesh. Man, I don't know if that excites y'all, but it excites me. But there's also some sensitive things that people don't want to talk about. Sensitive subjects. Well, I got in a fight with my significant other. I didn't like what they did. Nobody said that marriage was going to be easy, guys. Sometimes you're just going to not like your partner at times. Sometimes you just don't ride out, not have anything. You know, woke up on the wrong side of the bed like I did yesterday, and I didn't care about anything. I just want to get what we had to get done, and I want to go home and go to bed. Leave me alone. But we had a lot to do, and we got it done, though, but I was tired. I said, well, Tasha came in there last night, and, and it's about 8.30. She said, what are you doing? I'm asleep. <laughs> like, leave me alone. I was going to go to sleep. Tired. I don't really like you right at the moment. Leave me alone. I'm trying to go to sleep. <laughs> Y'all remember a couple weeks ago, we talked about Tok Tok, and then we talked about her laying in bed and going through Tok Tok, I mean TikTok, and she's going down there in a big bright light. Yeah, I don't like you so much when I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> and you got the Tok Tok on and going, and this is how they do it. Three, two, one. This is how they do it. Three, two, one. But see, I want you guys to know something. Let me guys give you something. I've talked about this a few times, and I'll continue to talk about it, so let's make sure you listen to everything I say here for you. How about my live stream? God hates divorce. God hates divorce. He hates the word divorce. But God loves the people. God still loves the people. Things happen, and it talks about in the Bible that God does hate divorce, and I hope none of you had to experience that. And if you've experienced that in your life, guess what? God still loves you. God still has a plan for you. There's still somebody out there that God's going to send through your path that loves you and will take those broken pieces and say it's okay because God still loves you. Because because the the world's going to tell you, hey, you're messed up. They just didn't love you. You made mistakes. And here's the thing, you can't change the past, but you know what you can change? You can change your future. So don't let the world and society say, oh, well, you're damaged good because you're not damaged good. God still loves you. Let's see, check it out, check it out, check it out. All right, all right, all right. Matthew 19, 4 through 6, it says, For this reason a man will leave his father and mother and to his wife, and they two will become one flesh. I love that because you come together as one and God needs to be the center of your marriage. Verse 6, it says, They are no longer two, but one flesh. Y'all see where I'm going here? Two flesh. I meant one flesh. <laughs> they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. Continue to fight every day. Continue to work on your relationships every day. You have a bad day? Pray for your spouse. Pray for your significant other. Pray for them. Guys that are dating, if you, if you run into a, a, a bad day, just say, hey, I'm praying for you. I need to pray about it. Pray about it. Take it to God and let God be in the center of your relationship. Because when God's in the center of everything, then God's going to provide the right path for you. And so, and so <laughs> marriage is a covenant, not a contract. Did you hear that? Marriage is a covenant, not a contract. Yeah, you had to sign legal documents, and I make sure I get those before we leave, and I may or may not skip the paper, and we had to go back and sign it. But <laughs> it's not a contract. It says, till death do us part. Death do us part. A 
contract is based on a mutual distrust. Mutual distrust. Anybody ever signed a contract? Anybody? Anybody? None of y'all ever signed a contract? I know I have. Anybody bought a car? You signed a contract. Amen. <laughs> you ever bought a gun? You signed a contract. Amen. <laughs> you, you, you ever went and signed up for a credit card? You signed up for a contract. Contract. I'm sure we all have a contract. And see, I use a credit card as an example. Now, credit cards, I know, are from Satan <laughs> because when I get one, I use it, and I some reason I keep using it, and I can't ever pay it off. But they have a, it has in the information there, if you read the fine print, you agree that when you pay or use this credit card, you agree to pay that money back plus a little extra, right? When you buy a car, most of the time when you sign that contract, you agree to pay for the car plus a little extra because you're having to borrow money in most cases. Not all cases, but most cases. But sometimes things in life happen and you don't pay for those things. <laughs> they're hoping you were, they're trusting that you will, but here's the reality. If you don't pay for it, okay. Pay your bills. <laughs> I'm not saying not to pay your bills, but pay your bills. But, but, but they're trusting you. So that contract is based on a, on a mutual distrust. Protect me from your own doing. And see, 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 only in as far as you want to be. If you rent a house, signing a contract, and they want you to take care of their house, and please take care of the houses you rent. Now, don't misunderstand what I'm saying here. But there's people that, that can be mistrusted not to take care of the place that they were in. Tear it up, mess it up, and then leave, not pay their bill. Don't do that. But it was a contract based on mistrust. But a covenant is based on a mutual commitment. A mutual commitment. So when you have these covenants together and you sit there and you stand before one another and you say, I do and I do, and y'all go, and I'll love it, dovey, and it's all nasty because I filmed it and I have to be there when you do it. <laughs> but covenants, they're cutting, it's a binding agreement. See, back in the day, like a long time ago, when you made an agreement with somebody, what they would do is they would take a knife or take something, they would cut their hands, and the other person would cut their hands, and they would shake their hands all bloody, bloody. A blood covenant. Now, if any of y'all do that today, y'all nasty. But it's how they did it back in the day, because that was a true bonding agreement. That's an agreement and a covenant and a commitment that you wasn't going to break. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, that's a deep commitment there. And anybody that knows me, I don't like blood on me. If it's wet, sticky, and it's not yours, don't touch it. That's what it's been driving my head for almost 18 years. I don't want it on me. <laughs> but see, but see, what we want to do in our marriages is we're seen to be cutting our hands and being united and committing to one another, having that mutual commitment. But so many times in, in our world and society today, we're just practicing marriage. We're just going through the steps. Ah, we're just going to see what happens with this one. If it don't work out, then I'm going to practice a divorce. It ain't no big deal. It's like me playing the scrimmage game at, at, at basketball. It doesn't matter what the consequences are. It doesn't matter what happens. It's just a piece of paper. When we were you pastors, I had a teenager ask me, he said, well, Pastor Michael, why do we have to have paperwork say that we're married? I said, because the state of North Carolina, one, requires you to. 
I said, two, it's a bonding agreement and commitment between you and your significant other. Pastor Michael, it's just a piece of paper. I said, I get that. I said, but it's the law. <laughs> and I said, but, but, but people are out there and they're practicing. If this marriage doesn't work out, there's plenty of fish in the sea. They may have an app called Plenty of Fish out there. Oh, there you go. So you can even have somebody use it. See, there's an app called Plenty of Fish. Well, if this marriage doesn't work out, guess what? What's that one they got now? You swipe left or right? Uh, but you can, you can swipe the other way. It don't work out. Okay, I'm going to go over here. I'm going to get this next one. Oh, that don't work out. I'm going to go back over here and I'm, gonna, I'm just going to bounce around. See, we're all, when we're all in and we're married and we're, and we're making those vows and we're committing to those things, it's for richer or poor, for sickness and health, till death do us part. I'm glad that Tasha still loves me when we don't have a lot of money. When we were sleeping on the air mattress and, and we didn't know where our next meal was going to come through, through and we didn't know where, where our light bill was going to get paid and, and all this different things, she still loved me and I still loved her. And then when she still loved me whenever, I'm not rich by the way, but, but, but when we were doing good and we're making money and we're able to buy vehicles and pay for them and have a house and she still loved me. And she still loves me when I'm sick. When I had that man cold and I don't feel like doing nothing. Or, and, and, and when she was you know, having a baby and, and she didn't feel good and she was sick all the time, I still loved her. And I'm going to love her to the moment she takes her last breath and or to the moment I take my last breath, I'm still going to love her. And, and, so, and so making a commitment, it's not 50-50. It's a 100% from each side. You can't be half in, you got to be all in. So continue to work and fight for your marriage. Marriage is not divided everything in half. If everything, if everything, it, I can't talk today. It's everything, it's giving everything you got. I'll get it right. Praise God. Marriage is not dividing everything in half. It's giving it everything you got. I love Tyler Perry. He had a movie one time, and, and he was talking about that his family or something was having a, div a divorce. Medea, y'all know who Medea is? And, and they were splitting up everything, 50-50. She went over to the chainsaw. She cranked that chainsaw up, and he said, what half do you want? You want this half or that half? You want this half, that? That's not how it works, y'all. Well, I'm going to take you for everything you got. No, no. Marriage is not dividing everything in half. If it's, guys, let's just face it. If you want it, she, it's hers too. Ladies, if you want it, it's his too. And, and, and so you got to give it everything you got. And it's just like the Bible says, do unto, do unto others as Christ does to you. And I constantly had to breathe this into our girls. Well, I don't like what she did to me at school. Hey, show her grace anyway. Show her love anyway. She took your pencil. Hey, next day take her two pencils. Kill them with kindness because that's what God would do. And, and, and we constantly say, hey, other people don't not have what we have, but hey, treat them the same as you would anybody else. Because we want to do unto others as, we, as Christ would do unto us. And that's the same way we need to do with our spouses. Is even in those moments we may not love our spouse, our significant other, but still love them anyway. 
A covenant partnership is summarized with a godly leadership and a mutual submission. Covenant partnership is, is God bless, I can't read again. <laughs> Submerging with godly leadership and mutual submission. It says in, in Ephesians 5 and 21, it says, Submit to one another out of reverence to Christ. Now, don't misinterpret that, guys. I love how people take the Bible and they twist it around and make it feel good inside. Well, you got to submit to me, woman. You got to do everything I say. You, we talked about it a couple weeks ago, and they kicked me off my live stream, supposedly. <laughs> guys, you know what we're dreaming about and we're still dreaming about? Hey, man, go back and watch week one. <laughs> got my page I'm on. <laughs> When you submit to one another, it means saying, hey, I'm caring for you. I'm going to give you everything that you need. I'm going to provide your needs, and I'm going to take care of you, and I'm going to love you. When you stumble, you fall, I'm going to be there to pick you up. We're going to love you. I ain't talking about going there and do the dishes because I told you to do it now. That's not how it works. Why submit yourself to your own husband as you do to the Lord? For the husband is the head of the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church, his body of which he is, is the Savior. Not as the church submits to Christ, or now as the church submits to Christ, so also, so also women should submit to their husband in everything. Ephesians 5, 22, 22 to 24. Again, I'm not saying men go in there and slap your woman around and be like, you're going to bow down and worship me. That's not what they're talking about here. But men, you need, or women, you need to listen to what your man's saying. Usually they're trying to look out for the best interest of the family. They're trying to protect you at all costs. There's conversations that me and my wife have had to have that she's not necessarily like. But I said, Tasha, I'm trying to protect our household. I'm trying to protect us. I'm trying to, I, I hear what you're saying. And it's painful. It's hard for, for you to understand. It's hard for me to make these decisions. But hey, this is in the best interest of us and our family. And so, and so, and so, husbands, you need to submit to your wives as well and listen to their concerns and what they're talking about, their problems. Hear them out and work out a solution together. See, man, you're called to lead. You're called to lead, but it doesn't mean you have to make every single decisions out there. Well, you're getting a new car. It's got to be this color. It's got to have this certain style of tires on it. It's got to, you know, this is where we're going to eat. This is how our mantle's going to be. This is what kind of picture frames we're buying, guys. We ain't got to do all that. Let them do it. Believe me, you want a better life, you want a better relationship, let them decorate the mantle. Let them pick out the curtains. <laughs> took, me a, took me a long time to realize <laughs> It's not a dictatorship. <laughs> it's not a dictatorship. It ain't for you to come in there and be like, this is how it's going to be, woman. You know what I mean? You know, that's, not, that's not what you're talking about. <laughs> that's not what you're talking about. <laughs> but women, support them. Honor, respect your, your husbands. Don't downplay them. It's like men, don't downplay your wife. Don't get on Facebook and see what Trina and everybody else is doing, their man's doing, and all that good stuff where they're doing that and they're doing this. And quit comparing yourself to everybody else. Work on your marriage and your relationship. Because, because, guess what? The grass is greener on the other side. Sometimes you see it on Facebook because it's fake. How many times have you tried to take that perfect Facebook picture? How many takes did it take? 
Most time you can't get in, especially you got kids, you, you can't get in the first take. And 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 yo 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 yo, listen. <laughs> you wanna you wanna have a healthy relationship, and I promise you, I'm not saying this because but it's true. You want a healthy, God fearing relationship? Come to church. Be here together. Be here serving together in the church. Online campus, we, we want you guys to come, hang out with us, be here in person. But, and I know some of you live far away, and, but continue to work on your marriage, but be involved in church. And, and I'm thankful that, that me and Tasha met in church, we served in church, we, we, we've had good times in church, we've had bad times in church, but we got to experience together, but that's what set us up for our vision today. And, 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 and it's because of the values and the tones that we set helped us direct our future through Christ. To come together, Work together, be involved, have a clear vision on what you're doing. Now listen. Have a clear vision, have a Christ-centered marriage, have a Christ-centered life. You want debt to be debt-free? You want to be debt-free? Give graciously. And I'm not just saying that to be saying it. Y'all want to be debt-free in your life? Give graciously. We've struggled for the last, I can't tell you how long, and we're striving to go debt-free. That's our goal, and we're pushing towards it every week and every month. In the next 23 months, if it all goes to plan, we'll be debt-free other than our house payment. It's because we give graciously, and we're giving everything we have for God. Now, if something happens, and I mean, we're going to keep serving God, we're going to keep loving God, and we're still going to keep striving, but you want a debt-free marriage and a debt-free relationship, and give graciously. Give graciously to your time serving to the church. Help educate your kids. Help educate the kids in our church. Because guess what? They're all looking up to us. They're like little sponges. And if they see us worshiping and giving our alls, guess what? That's what they're going to be in return doing. Last night we were here. We were here late. And, and we were setting up. And... and, and Lily started getting kind of agitated. She's in that age where I want to. <laughs> and she started not to feel good. And I said, hey, listen, that's all we got to do is put the balloons up. That's all we got to do. We just got to put the stuff, the balloons, and the little thing up here we're going to pull down in just a few moments. And I said, once we're done with that, I said, once we're done with that, I said, we can go. And, 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 and Tasha looked there and said, this is part of ministry. This is what ministry's like. Sometimes ministry can be lonely. Sometimes it can take you being the first ones to get there and the last ones to leave like I was when a kid. I didn't understand it when I was a kid, but I understand it now. And because the values that I was raised up in is why we are dedicated to working hard and making things happen. And, and so, but we had a clear vision. And what you guys are going through, you all have a story and a story worth telling. And I tell you, I promise you, if you get on schedule and you get on track with God, God's going to take care of you. I promise you, it may seem like you're all alone, but God still loves you. And I'm going to close with this. I promise you that Satan's going to attack you as much as he can too. I'm going to tell you that. I'm going to be honest with you. Satan's going to come at you. He's going to attack you. He's going to come at you from every direction. How do I know? Because I've been there. I've done it. i got scars to prove it. I'm telling you. I met with somebody two weeks ago. I said, hey, we had a conversation with you. I said, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen when you leave here. I said, you're going to be attacked. I said, this is what's going to go down. And sure enough, I was right. I said, because that's what the enemy wants, because the enemy knows the value that you have with inside of you. And our goal is to push that value out. We're striving to get that, finding that inner connection that you have. 
and, and we're striving to let God use you, and the enemy doesn't like it. You know why God, or excuse me, you know why the enemy doesn't like the power of prayer? Because he knows how much power is in it. And I believe in the power of prayer. I believe that, that, that there's flesh is real. And we're going to make mistakes along the way. We're going to stumble. We're going to fall. But God is still in control. And God still loves each and every one of you. When the enemy comes at you, keep striving. Keep pushing. Keep moving. Keep moving forward. Your marriage will be as good as both of you decide to make it. If you want a healthy marriage, this is the, I'm giving you advice on how to have a healthy marriage. You want a healthy relationship, I'm giving you advice how to make it healthy. It's up to you to apply those things. I can't do it for you, but I'm going to tell you, for me and my house, this is what we've done, and I'm going to tell you, it's worked for us. I'm sharing this with you because I want you guys to be successful in your marriages, in your relationship, in your walk with Christ. I want you to be able to make it through when the enemy comes at you. Because your marriage isn't measured based on feelings. It's measured based on commitments. Because I'm going to be honest with you, there's been times where I want to just throat punch Tasha. <laughs> and vice versa, there's been times she's wanted to throat punch me. And it's just reality because when you put two people of opposites into a house and you live with them for 24 hours a day, seven days a week, at some point you're going to have a disagreement. It's just human nature. say hey let's pray about it let's seek God and let's let him show us the understanding because see we may not see it we may not understand it but God's making a way and I promise you I promise you if you stay fast and you stay committed to it you'll see great and mighty things happen in your life guys don't mind if you stand with me this morning let's pray together Father God I want to thank you so much for this day I want to thank you for intervening in our lives, God. God, help us to value our partnerships with our significant other, God. God, don't let it be a 50-50 thing. God, don't even let it be a 75-20 or a 90-10 or 98-2, God. But God, let us give a 100% commitment to our spouse and our significant other today. God, if we're in that relationship and, and we're working on things, God, help us to be committed to one another. And if we haven't found that right person yet, God, and we're still in the waiting God, help us make you the number one priority. And God, prepare my heart and our hearts for our future spouse. God, today, if somebody don't know you, let them, only know, let them know all they have to do is say the simple prayer. Dear Jesus, I'm a sinner. Forgive me of my sins. Thank you for coming to the earth and dying on the cross for me. When it gets hard, help me to know that you're still with me. And when I stumble and fall, God, pick me right back up. In your name I pray. Amen. If you need prayer today, you can submit a prayer request by going to www.medicchurch.com forward slash pray. Submit a prayer request. Our team is standing by ready to believe that God's going to meet each and every need that is submitted. We can't wait to be with you next time as we give another life-giving message. We'll see you soon.